need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. It is springtime. The birds are chirping. The sun is out for more hours of the day. And now you can officially see all the dust, dirt, soot, and grime that has accumulated over the past dark winter season. Now that it's visible, you got to start cleaning it up. And that's what this episode is about today on Big Design Small Budget. I'm Betsy Helmuth, and this is Spruce Up for Spring. So like I said, the weather is nice, and now we can see all the grossness that's been accumulating. Additionally, it's nice outside. Let's start having people over for a barbecue or to play in the backyard. And all of a sudden, they're coming inside to wash their hands, wipe their feet, and they can see that you haven't wiped your windows, dusted your shelves since October. Well, let's talk about it. You are not alone. I, for one, find cleaning to be really rewarding. That said, who has the time? Part of me just wants to throw some money at the problem and hire somebody. But the problem with that is that ultimately, you've got to clean out your own closet. You've got to empty your own drawers. Nobody is going to go through your stuff for you. Well, that's not true. There's organizers. But you're the only one that can know what should go. And so we're going to talk about that today. Speaking of talking about it, I'm recording from my storefront in downtown Dobbs Ferry today. So if you hear a little bit more background noise than usual, those are cars, passersby, and I'm sorry, but you're getting an organic in-store experience. Priceless. So let's start with my first spring cleaning tip, which is to start with your surfaces. Look at your countertops, look at your consoles, your bookcases. Are there books there that you just don't care about, don't want people to see that you're reading, you know, taxes for dummies? We can take those off the shelves. And by starting with surfaces, by cleaning off your entry table, or by making sure that your countertop is free of decaying fruit or, you know, those Cheez-Its that nobody's really ever going to eat. By cleaning off those boxes, you can really see a change quickly. And that big visual impact for such a little time expenditure will give you confidence and enthusiasm. It will motivate you to move on to those larger, more time-consuming projects like actually opening your cabinet and checking out what's going on in there. Speaking of time-consuming projects, something that takes a lot of time and is worth it is to start emptying your closets and drawers. And I highly recommend using super tough love. First of all, I love tough love for a variety of projects, but I really love tough love when emptying these things. And there's questions I ask myself. To be specific, there's four of them. The first question, and of course the most obvious, is does it fit? Does it fit today, like right now? And I will give you a little bit of wiggle room on is it a little tight because summer's coming. You know, we all gained five, 10 pounds over the winter. You're going to shed that. I feel confident that I will too this summer and spring as we're outdoors. But if it's more than just a little tight, if it's not closing, you need to get rid of it. The second question I ask myself is if I were out shopping today, would I buy this? And that is the one that gets a lot of things out of my closet because the answer is usually no. 
So pick up each item and really take yourself to task. Would you buy this? Say it weren't on sale. Would you buy it? The next question I ask myself is, have I worn it in 8 to 12 months? Have I? Have I put it on? Poof, I got to be ruthless with myself this spring because there were a lot of things I did not wear over the winter at all. It's time to get rid of them. It's going to hurt, but I am going to do it. And then the next question I would ask myself, and let's just be clear, I don't have a lot of these, but the items that I do have that are brand names that I spent just a little bit more on, and I still got them at Marshall's, (laughs) I'm not really shopping full price at Kate Spade. But if it weren't a brand name, would I hold on to it? And the answer is oftentimes no. Sometimes I'm just holding on to something because of that great label and not because it looks great on me. So make sure you're getting rid of that as well. And on my podcast website, on the show notes page, I'm going to have different places where you can get rid of your stuff and get tax rebates and or get some other incentives, even money. So we will list some places that you can donate or sell your items and get a return on those investments that you no longer want anymore. So go to that podcast page, Big Design Small Budget, because I will tell you right now, It is a lot easier, especially in the city, but also everywhere, it is a lot easier to get stuff than to get rid of stuff. So as you're buying things on Amazon, as you're shopping at Old Navy Online or Macy's, really be strict with yourself and say, do I like this? Because it is going to have a lasting impact on your life once it arrives in that box. Once you crack it open, it's going to be very hard to get it out. Now, there are a few things that you absolutely must deep clean this season. The first one is the AC filter or the vents. So pop open that AC unit if it's a window or wall sleeve unit. Take out that filter. I go one step further than just washing it because washing it leaves you with a disgusting black mess. I just completely replace it. I go to the hardware store. They have those that you can just cut with scissors very easily and insert in place. It will really affect the air quality in your home. So it is so important to take out that filter. And even though it says on the package you can wash them, just replace it. Because I made the mistake of washing them one year. I wound up with completely black sinks and I couldn't even get the filter 100% clean. So the other thing that I highly recommend, taking outside, hosing it off, scrubbing it down in your bathtub if you're an apartment dweller, is the trash can. So the trash can, of course, sees a lot of action. And in the bottom, even though you line it with a bag, there's residue on the sides. Maybe you miss when you throw stuff in there. There's coffee grounds if it looks like my trash can. So really get in there and scrub it off. The other thing that I recommend cleaning inside and out very thoroughly is your car. Now that I have a car, I didn't for many, many New York City years, but now that I'm in the suburbs, over the winter months, I just didn't really clean it out very much. It was super cold. I wanted to run from my car right into my house. And there is stuff under my seats that I forgot about. There is a lot of soot buildup and salt buildup from boots and snow residue that I just, basically, I need to get it detailed because that is stuff I couldn't even get if I tried. So I'm just going to take it in, get it power washed, get it detailed so it'll be all ready for the new season. And the other thing that I highly recommend 
because there are a lot of microbes we cannot see and a lot of people are greatly impacted by allergies this time of year, is to completely clean your mattress. Believe it or not, it is not that hard to do and you can do it with things that you have around your house. It's a little bit too difficult for me to explain on this podcast, so I want you to go to our show notes page, bigdesignsmallbudget.com, where we will have a tutorial. It's a link that you click. There's a video that you watch. You can do it, and you should do it, because dust mites are a thing, and a lot of our allergies come from things that are in our mattresses and pillows. The other thing that I recommend really cleaning is your tile grout. So whether it's on the floor in your bathroom, on your backsplash in your kitchen, or of course in your shower surround, you really need to get real with that tile grout at least once or twice a year. And the way that I get real, I bring over my boyfriend. I think I've talked about him before on my podcast. But yes, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean comes over, I get that box of magic erasers. In fact, now that I live in the burbs, I go to Costco and I get like the super gigantic multi-pack. They have some for kitchens, some for baths, and just the regular ones. But if you live in the city, just get the regular ones at CVS or Dwayne Reed. Miracle worker. I just wet it and scrub it down. I don't even have to use a harsh cleanser. It gets everything for me. Mildew, that orangey stuff that builds up. What is that orangey stuff? Is that mold? Is that mildew? I don't want to know. Anyway, Mr. Clean is my main man and he will take care of it for me. Now that I've discussed the things that you should deep clean, let's talk about the things that you can half-ass. Let's just be real. There are a few things around my house more than a few, that I am going to half-ass this spring cleaning season. The first shortcut I am going to take is with the ceiling. I mean, who's really looking up? There is something. I need to get the cobwebs down. So I just put a dust rag or um, a kitchen towel over my broom, and I just brush them down from the corners, from around my drapery rods, but that is the most I do with my ceiling. Oh yeah, you know what I do do? I do use one of those Swiffer dusters with the extendable handles to get above the blades of my ceiling fan because that gets so dusty, so gross and grimy, and of course I can't reach it, and who takes the time to get out a step stool? So just get the Swiffer duster, get up there because you will be amazed at the disgustingness that you will find. So the other thing that I take a shortcut on are the drapes. Does anybody really take their drapes down and dry clean them? And a lot of our drapes can't even be dry cleaned, so you do want to read the tag to make sure that that applies to your situation if you're in a situation where you need to dry clean them. But most of the time, I think it's really fine to just shake them out. So just grab a hold of the bottom end and just give it a little shake to get out the dust that's accumulated. But really, a deep clean pretty unnecessary. And if you do need a deep clean on your drapes, like say you got some of those off-white shears that just absorb dirt like it's their job, it might just be time to take them down and switch them out because shears are less than 20 bucks a panel at JCPenney and it will just give you a whole new look. And plus, even if you do wipe or wash soot off of an ivory drape, it will never again be ivory. So just switch it out. Ugh. Just take it down, switch it out. Um, the other thing that I take a shortcut on are my baseboards. 
So I do feel that you should take the dust off of your baseboards because it's quite visible and it really does build up over time. Take a look. You'll see there is like a layer of stuff. But I just put on clean socks and run my toe along the baseboards whenever I have time. Basically, it's a task I just do whenever I think about it with some socks. So that's an easy one that you can just do at your leisure. The other thing I do at my leisure are my cabinets. So when I'm doing dishes and all the plates are in the dishwasher, I'll take a damp paper towel and I will wipe off that shelf. Or when all my forks are in the dishwasher, I will take a damp towel and I will just wipe out that little compartment of the silverware divider, utensil divider. Let me share with you a new crush I have. So we all know that I am super into my boyfriend, Mr. Clean, Magic Eraser. But I have this new cleaning product. In fact, I just hired a cleaning lady for the first time because my house was out of control. And, you know, who has the time? But I threw some money at that problem and just hired her for the first time. It's not going to be a regular thing, but every now and again, it is a self-care gift that I give to myself. And so... She asked me, Betsy, what do you use to clean? Where are your cleansers? And I have some things. I have some honest products. I have some seventh generation spray bottles. I use some Eco Me floor cleaner. But my favorite cleaning tool, the thing I had to tell her that I use every day to wipe up after my children and myself are these bounty towels, just paper towels, bounty brand, but they are infused with Dawn dish detergent. And not only are they great at my office when I just want to clean a couple of dishes that I amass for lunches or breakfasts, but I just lightly dampen it underwater. I use it to wipe off my dining table, all my countertops. It is a miracle. The other day I ran out and I was like, oh, who needs it? I'll just put a little dish detergent on the towel. Not the same. I immediately went online and bought a big value pack and... I didn't realize how much I love them until I ran out. Isn't that always the way? You don't appreciate things till they're gone. Mm. That's another episode. Now let's get on to my last tip, which is that we absolutely have to make cleaning bearable. I don't really enjoy cleaning. Like I said, I love the end product, but it can be a little bit of a slog. And so I make all my household chores bearable. Like last night I was making lunches for my kids for the entire week. I never do chores without a podcast. I either have my headphones on or I just crank up the volume or sometimes I do wear a chef's apron when I'm cleaning. It just makes things easier and then I don't get dirty. And then there's that front pocket that's kind of up by your face so you can hear. And so I'll put it in the front pocket speaker up and just listen to my jams. Let me share my favorite podcasts with you. My first favorite podcast, the podcast I never miss an episode of, and I anxiously await its weekly arrival in my downloaded inbox, is The Struggle Bus. Now, full disclosure, it stars the producer of my podcast, Catherine Heller, and Sally Tamarkin, and it is amazing. People call or write in with their problems, and they solve them for them in a very compassionate and vulnerable way. So sometimes it just helps to hear that people have problems that are a little bit bigger than mine, and it helps to get a different perspective even if I share the listener's problem, and am uh, lending a sympathetic ear, I can hear how somebody else might solve it, and I just find it to be interesting all the way around. The next 
favorite podcast is Undisclosed. So if any of you were serial fans, season one, not season two, because speaking of slogs, oh my goodness. But season one was, of course, amazing and addicting, and I couldn't let the case go. So I immediately started listening to Undisclosed, and that has me riveted. So if you haven't, go back to season one, episode one, because there are so many details that Serial was not able to include that are pivotal and have changed my mind 180 about the case. The other podcast I love to listen to is Criminal. So ever since Serial, I've had a slight true crime obsession, and Criminal helps fill that void now that Serial is gone, or Serial as we knew it. Right, people? Right? So Criminal, great podcast where they talk about everything from tree serial killers, yes, tree serial killers, to um, postal crimes, to bigger crimes that are more uh, lethal. Anyway, they run the gamut of any kind of crime, and I find it to be quite interesting. And then I do love 99% Invisible, which is a show that just highlights the backgrounds of things that we don't commonly think about. So just things in our everyday lives. What's the backstory? Last week's episode was um, food photography, like how they create the mashed potatoes to look so rich and creamy and what the regulations are behind that because, believe it or not, it's strictly regulated, which I had no clue. 99% invisible. So that's a great one too. And of course, Big Design Small Budget. Please, people, if you are not caught up, it is time to go back to episode zero. And uh, finally, some people enjoy music more than they prefer to listen to words. And sometimes I find myself constantly pressing rewind because the thing that I'm doing is so noisy that I miss a pivotal issue or sentence or topic on the podcast. So it can be easier to just listen to music, which of course you will want to listen to affordable interior design soundtrack on Spotify. Just go to Spotify and Google AID or affordable interior design and you will see our favorite playlist, the playlist that we oftentimes have going in our storefront. It features, of course, our house band, Aton and the Embassy, with some of their other hits that you may not have heard. It also features the zombies, Matt and Kim, and it really is a toe-tapping extravaganza of approachable songs that are... um also good motivators. They keep me going and they're upbeat and kind of poppy. So if you like that kind of music, which I do, you will want to check that out on Spotify. And I would love for you to rate and review us on iTunes. Those reviews keep us going strong. So be sure to spread the love, tell your friends, and write a review on iTunes for us. Finally, a big thanks to our wonderful producer, Catherine Heller, to our amazing house band, Aton and the Embassy, and finally to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place for budget design in both Westchester and New York City. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next Tuesday, I'm Betsy Helmuth.
Walking the streets like a dog, it's been 